Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today we'll be discussing Asian YouTubers. Yes, the OG Asian uh, representation in the media. Yes. Now, I think I'm going to start off by talking about, um, you guys may have seen it, but on YouTube, there is a video going viral. Well, I think both YouTube and Facebook. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a 1956 debate clip of a high school exchange. And there are four students in it, one from Indonesia, one from Japan, one from the United Kingdom, and one from the Philippines. And I'm pretty sure this video is going pretty viral specifically because of the Filipino guy, just because of the way that he looks so young, and then he opens his mouth, and he sounds very professional. Uh And, um, yeah, I think it'll be linked down below. Um, You should check it out, because it's genuinely, like, a very interesting video to watch, and... He has a lot to say that's very important to, even though it was made in 1956, very important to this day and age. So Mm -hmm. check that video out. Uh, I'm looking at the comments and someone commented at the Filipino guy with their dad. Oh, yeah. Um, So if you search his name up because of that comment, like people have started digging deep into this guy he uh-huh. used to be a um well when i'm pretty sure he passed away now but uh-huh. his job was he was a crisis manager for um i think one of the presidents give me a sec let me let me fact dang um but it wasn't it wasn't like a good thing though because this was, like, a controversial person, and, like, he uh-huh, needed uh-huh. crisis management, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Cory Aquino. But they had a little falling out because um, something happened that... The guy's name is Raul in the video. Mm-hmm. They Like, something happened to Cory Aquino where they he didn't um, agree with what was going on, and, yeah... I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure um, it said there was a little thing that I was reading about him. Mm-hmm. It said that he wasn't really proud of it, that he was working for this guy. But, uh-huh. you know, stuff happens. But, yeah. Y'all should Damn. For some reason, when you said uh, crisis manager for the president, I don't know why. I thought you meant in the U.S. Oh. Like, not that that would have... <clears throat> excuse me made it any better but <laughs> yeah for some reason my mind was just like oh which which u.s president yeah since you mentioned an article could you uh link that in the description if you can find it again for people to check yes. it out because honestly be- i'm actually pretty curious about this now <laughs> yeah so both the video and the art article about raul will be in the description 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. And one last thing before we move on. When you listen to this, this like not necessarily a culture shock, but I just felt just taken aback because you know how in the 1950s people had that like t- typical 1950s like accent or like way of talking. Yeah, like old timey way of talking. Yeah, like seeing an Asian person talk like that, it was just yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> it's really interesting. Like, he genuinely sounds very professional. Mm-hmm. And this isn't me being like, oh, Asian people can't be professional because that's not at all what I'm saying. Of but course, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of shocking to see it because mm-hmm. you don't really see that. Like, just. The accent. It's the accent. The 1950s accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes It goes to show the lack of representation in general. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be shocking that people of a certain race existed back then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> of course they existed. But yeah, there's... He's the OG. OG really YouTube is. star. <laughs> Speaking of OG... <laughs> Speaking of OG YouTube stars, <laughs> the next segment we're going into is talking about YouTube Asian YouTubers that kind of like paved the way yeah. for uh, Asian YouTubers or just like people in the media today. I also think, like, just to note, it's interesting how a lot of OG YouTubers were Asian. Like, there were a lot of them. Yeah, not like Michelle Phan was like one of the first uh, beauty girls in general. Yeah, like it wasn't even like first Asian. She was just one of the first. Yeah, I remember back then she had uh, what was it? There, there was like a Barbie doll makeup tutorial. Oh, I remember like that. Lady Gaga. Like I remember watching these. Yeah. What, is, what were some of your, like, favorite, uh, or, like, I guess, comfort YouTubers, if that makes sense? Um, one of mine, definitely Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people can relate. Mm-hmm. He, I would just binge his videos, like, his, specifically, like, his parkour videos, or, like, mm-hmm. his I Dare You videos, or, like, mm-hmm. the one with Jenna. Oh, that was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Comfort. Oh, those videos that he would make, like, how to sing, like, this singer, or, like... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, it's, like, flashback to some childhood memories. Oh, my God, I remember, um, what was it? There was, like, the Rustin Heber one, like, all his, like, song parodies. Yeah. Man. I know right? <laughs> this whole segment is gonna be like that what about you <laughs> yeah for for me Ryan was definitely one of them um thank you I I watched Michelle Fawn a bit I also really loved watching uh Le- Lena Doll like Lena D production mm-hmm. I remember watching like her skit and also some of her like song parody videos she also did a lot of um like short films and stuff like that. Yeah, those were good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, b- before before I mention this, like, going back, like, with, with Ryan, he, like, kind of left YouTube, and now he's, like, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. With uh, Linda, 
about, uh, I would say, around this time last year-ish, she uploaded like her last video, which was, you know, like a short, a short film. And then she moved on to another YouTube channel where it was supposed to be um, more laid back. It was called uh, Linda Sundays. And she would post like a very short skit, sometimes uh, not necessarily challenge videos, but like of the same realm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she moved. She moved on to TikTok. She's on TikTok now. I'm sure a lot of people have seen her. Yeah. I'm not sure what her was her TikTok at again. But yeah, she kind of. I don't know. If, blew up would be the appropriate term but she has a pretty big following on tiktok yeah she has 13.4 million followers 459 million likes and her damn yo linda damn spells it linda Mm -hmm. yeah congrats congrats to her she posts she posts like a I guess like shorts are very, very awesome. short like skits, right? Yeah, she gets like a million views each on average. Damn, that's like yeah, kind of crazy. But yeah, she was definitely one of the uh, not even just like first Asian YouTubers I watched, just one of the first YouTubers I watched, like Ryan and uh, Linda. Wong Fu, Superwoman. I remember mm-hmm. I used to, I used to watch Superwoman mm-hmm. back when she did a skit. That that's what her channel was mostly comprised of at the time, right? Yes, skits. Especially the videos with her parents, like Asian, yeah, like the whole Asian thing. parent thing. Yeah, those were so funny. Yeah, it's relatable. I also used to watch uh, JK News. Mm-hmm. I think I don't even know if they still post. I think they do occasionally, but like they used to post like every single day, or mm-hmm. maybe like twice a day because they were doing like it was a news channel, so they basically just right. found funny or like serious news articles and then talked about them. And they would usually have like two per episode and be posting every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really funny. And David So was, like, he would constantly guest on there because they're all friends. And, uh-huh. like, he was basically a part of it, but he had his own channel. He was also very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bart, he was recently uh, on a podcast. It was uh, the Asian Men's Wear podcast. Mm. And he basically talked a bit about, uh, like, his... How do I say? I feel like it's cheesy to say, like, his journey. <laughs> but just talk, talking about, like, his... Yeah, I guess you get a journey. Just talk, like, cause it was talk, talked a bit about how he went from comedy and then kind of, like, created a whole business out of it. Mm-hmm. So, what? actually, I, we, we, can, we can link that in the description if y'all want to listen to it. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Asian men's wear pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is kind of crazy how uh, 
most OG YouTubers are Asian. Like I know, I know you just said that earlier, but like to think, sit, sitting here thinking about it, like yeah, it kind of came naturally if that makes sense. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I guess since YouTube is known as an accessible media platform in a sense, like obviously YouTube still does censor or suppress certain creators, even though they won't, they don't admit to that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess part of it probably has to do with, like I said, the whole accessibility thing. Like in a sense, even though these people might have not had the intent to be the quote-unquote like first Asian the like be Asian representation they kind of like made a space for themselves in a yeah, sense totally. yeah it wasn't like a hey let's get on this platform because we need representation it was genuinely just a bunch of like young people hopping onto YouTube because it was the new thing and they a lot of them just so happened to be Asian <laughs> Mm-hmm. And even aside from individual YouTubers, you had like basically like media companies in a sense, you know, like with Just Kidding News, Wong mm-hmm. Fu. Actually, if you look at it, a lot of, it's unfortunate to say, however, 100% understandable, a lot of these OG YouTubers either aren't on YouTube anymore mm-hmm. or they've moved on and like pivoted in a sense yeah like with like, ryan does twitch linda yeah. does um tiktok wasabi productions broke out and also <laughs> alex wasabi he he didn't quit youtube but i know he made a video saying that he was taking a break from youtube it was i think it was in january yeah and Roy is, like, banking off of kids' YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, kind of... It's not sad. It's more, like, nostalgic. Like, a nostalgic feeling. Mm-hmm. Seeing, like, YouTubers on, like, different platforms or different content. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I and I mean, doing the same thing for so many years, like, of course... Since some some of them they started when they were like really young, for example, like some people right. might <laughs> they they might have started like when they were teenagers, and you know like ten years later you're definitely not the exact same person as before. So it makes yes. sense that they would either get like quote unquote sick of their content or want to do something different mm-hmm. because obviously you could technically make a thousand different skits. But they're still all skits, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, like, from a business standpoint, you would also want to, like, diversify your content or just try to do other things. Because, you know, like, uh, some some of them have said, like, just restricting yourself to YouTube, that can also just, like, close off a bunch of opportunities for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's understandable. And... I mean the biggest the biggest disappearance of all. <laughs> we talk about we talk about Kev Jumba. Lynn, I will cry. Yeah, I remember when L- Linda made a video called uh, "Where Where Is Kev Jumba?" or like "What Happened to Kev Jumba?" Yeah. And 
I mean, he's back for anyone concerned. Yeah. He, he is back. He is on Twitch and and technically YouTube as well. He has like a highlight channel on YouTube. Yeah. Called Cyber Muse, where he does uh, gaming exclusively. Like he plays Valorant. I think he plays. Does he play Minecraft? He plays Among Us, definitely. <laughs> I don't know why. My mind. I think it's just because of how there's been like a wave uh, that's caused Twitch to go like kind of mainstream with like Minecraft, Among Us, and stuff like that. No, definitely not Minecraft. I have no idea where that came from. I think I was just thinking of. <laughs> yeah, he he's been playing he's been playing games like that, you know, like Valorant, Among Us, and he's been chilling. And I think that's that's pretty good for him because. What happened to him was like pretty crazy. Like how he got yeah. into how he got into an accident, and then like kind of spot kind of like spiraled for a bit. Yeah. And then he like officially left YouTube to go like take time off for himself and also like med- meditate. I remember. And he did he did charity he did a lot of charity work yeah. too. He worked with. Uh, these two YouTube, these two YouTubers that I really liked at the time, uh, they're they're not Asian. It was uh, a Jack, Jack and Finn Harry. Mm. They, uh, I don't I don't know if you you heard heard of them. They used to have Jack used to have this uh, YouTube channel called like Jack's Gap, and it was basically about him taking a gap year, just like basically uh, like two two British twins like chilling. Oh yeah yeah. But then they but then they moved on, and now they they're doing like environmental activism which is super cool they have like um a i guess yeah they they have like they have a whole organization and everything it's pretty cool but kev kevin worked with them at one point i I remember that they like had pictures together yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. so a, a brief five second moment of silence for kev and also we wish you well yes if you're, if you're listening right now, we hope you're doing great. We love you, Kev. <laughs> we do. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah, I think he like he also went on uh, Ryan's podcast, like the Off the Pill podcast, and talked about how he doesn't really have like an intent on like coming back as like you know Kev Jumbo, whatever. Yeah. Which you know we we totally respect. Like, not everyone wants. Uh, like that type of attention anyway yeah because he did kept jumbo when he was like really young too yeah and if and you know like some people like not even youtubers in a sense some people they could they could have been like child stars or whatever and even though they had the opportunities to continue maybe uh in that industry they just didn't really want any of that anymore mm-hmm. which is you know it's that's normal. It definitely takes a certain type of person to make a living off of YouTube. And mm-hmm. I feel like as you get older, you really have to fit that certain standard to stay on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, especially since these people, they started so early, like in the like 2000s. 
Yeah. And YouTube has definitely changed a lot since then, you know, like with the whole like mid-roll policies and stuff. Like I heard that recently your video doesn't have to be 10 minutes long anymore. I think I think it only needs to be like eight minutes for you to add mid-roll ads. And now they have like shorts and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to... I don't want to say evolve with YouTube or like adapt because then it seems like it's on the creator. But, you yeah. know, like when you've been on this platform for so long and you've seen it change, it's, you know, it's going to change for the better and for the worse. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of these people started off on YouTube not wanting to be YouTubers. They were just genuinely posting videos because they felt like it, which was the original like goal for YouTube until mm-hmm. all of this happened but like I feel like that's also why we both hold these YouTubers like so close to our hearts not to be mm-hmm. cheesy but like <laughs> it, like it like genuinely feels like homey when you watch these old videos and like see yeah. these people when they were younger yeah back before YouTube was so um business oriented yeah Ugh. Yeah, kind of sad. It's, and, and even if you think about it, uh, let's not even talk about how companies ended up going on YouTube or, like, uh, t- TV shows ended up going on YouTube. Yeah. With with TikTok, there's, a hun- like, hundreds of brands on there. Like, there's, there's um like, small business TikTok, which is not the same thing, but you know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah. There is, like, a huge push for businesses to go on TikTok because of the way the algorithm is. Mm. Which, you know, it's, it's good because at the end of the day, people do want to, like, make a living for themselves, whether yeah. or not they're, like, an individual or a whole company. And I don't know. It's, like, good and also kind of sad. Yeah. And, you know, like, not to be in a, not to be the whole, like, we live in a society or like, <laughs> capitalism, but at the same time, you know? Yeah, we live in a society. Yeah, and capitalism. Yeah. It's just, like, there's definitely now more of a disconnect. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, with with these um old YouTubers kind of gone, do you have, like, current Asian YouTubers that you've been watching? Um, yes. I do. Why do you just said no? Like no, I, actually, I yeah, don't I watch any Asian YouTubers. I make an yeah. effort to like <laughs> to stop <laughs> fully. Um, I have a couple, I guess. <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I think a lot of YouTubers I watch like are food YouTubers now. So, someone like Sass ASMR, mm-hmm. you've definitely seen her. Mm-hmm. She's, like, the ASMR queen on YouTube. Like, she was, like, one of the OG ASMR people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, going back to what you said about how a lot of the YouTubers you've been watching are, like, food-related, there has been an influx in... Uh, Asian in like the food niche or in like ASMR which I think is pretty interesting because they're like mm-hmm. bringing like they didn't necessarily invent ASMR or whatever yeah. but I think it's interesting how not necessarily having representation in those niches but just how they uh, I don't want to say popularized but you know what I mean like 
Yeah. They've, they've been, one, like, doing well in their niche, but two, like, they're also just, like, expanding it in a way. Yeah. It definitely has to do with K-pop, I feel like, because obviously, like, mukbangs came mm-hmm. from Korea, like, obviously, and then mm-hmm. K-pop idols started doing them, so then people started getting popular for doing them on YouTube, like, specifically Korean YouTubers, and then mm-hmm. people started, like, making the same content because mm-hmm. it's getting popular mm-hmm. so there's definitely an influence there yeah definitely and one thing that i did and still do find sl- slightly annoying about the popularity of mukbang is how a lot of uh, non-asian or non-korean youtubers they would specifically do these just because they were popular and there's nothing wrong with following trends because I mean you got to do what you got to do to stay on the algorithm or just like do well but at the same time like hearing people say like oh let's do a let's let's do a mukbang let's do a whatever like not even bothering to one know how to say it and two a lot of them don't know what that even means like they think it just means you're just going to sit there and eat, which, I mean, technically you are, but there's, like, a whole, there's a reason why these exist, right? Yeah, exactly. The whole whole idea was to kind of, like, provide people with company while they're eating, or, you know, if, like, you're talking about, like, ASMR, it's, like, relaxing, and also, like, a lot of people that uh, struggle with anxiety, they they, uh, listen to ASMR and it, like, comforts them, which isn't necessarily, like, an Asian thing, but you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's funny to see, there's definitely a difference between, like, Asian ASMR or mukbang people um, versus people like, what's his name? Uh, Nick- oh, no. What do you, how do you say his name? Nick- I know Nick- who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> Nick- avocado. yeah, yes, yes, that's how you say it. There's, yeah. Sometimes For some reason, my friends send me his thumbnails, and I just yeah. yeah. There seems to be a trend in the West for just doing the grossest ASMR videos or like mukbang videos, and that's not me being like, "Ugh." West yeah. Western people are gross. It's genuinely like they try to stuff their face and look gross on purpose. Yeah. I mean, like we're we're a hundred percent not even going there, but there's people that that enjoy that for like various reasons that we're not yeah. going to talk about. Like it's very <laughs> popular. Mm-hmm, yeah, and another niche. Actually, I don't even know if I want to call it a niche because like the beauty the beauty community or whatever has never been like. A, well, I mean niche in the sense that it is its own world, but at the same time, not niche in the sense that no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of Asian YouTubers, they've been really, yeah, like, popping off in the beauty community. And like you said, definitely has to do with, like, the pop, the popularity of, like, K-pop and just, like, Asian dramas and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, and, you know, we have to acknowledge specifically East Asian YouTubers rather than, uh, like, South Asian or, like, West Asian YouTubers. Because, I mean, one, underrepresented minorities, but two, like, with the popularity of K-pop, a lot of people, I remember, like, maybe it was, two, it was like, two-ish years ago, 
when people were like in love with the peachy makeup style. Yep. There were so many of those tutorials and like how to do a peachy Korean makeup look, how to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a ton of uh, Asian Asian YouTubers that people watch. Uh, two that I specifically uh, really enjoy watching. I like watching Princess May and Jessica Wu. Mm-hmm. Princess May, she's never been a YouTuber that's like blown blown up in any sense. She still has like a pretty. I don't. I don't want to say it's a small a small audience, but. I guess in com- in comparison to like the ones that blown up, you can say she has a small audience. Like I mean, she has like over 500k subscribers, so she has like a small. But she does a lot of like really cool videos inspired by like anime hairstyles. Mm. She does a lot of. I personally haven't dyed my hair at all, but she does a lot of like in depth and helpful videos about dyeing your hair especially since she's friends with like the founder of Finola. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so she does a lot of videos like that and i don't know i've always personally really liked her aesthetic and i i think she she's definitely worth checking out and Je- jessica Vu, she's her editing i've always loved her editing she puts a lot of effort into it for example like th- sometimes like, just for, like, a makeup tutorial, it might be completely, like, video game themed. And, like, the the tor- tutorial might not even be video game themed. It's just the editing style. And it'll be, like, welcome to whatever. And it's, like, press play. And then, like, everything is in, like, little windows and stuff. And I've and that's honestly super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've always thought it was interesting how... And, of course, you don't need to be an editing genius to make it on youtube at all i just think it's cool how her videos even though they might not like require that type of editing she takes it a step further just to make her videos more like immersive or anything because like like i said a video might not be video game or like insert whatever theme but then she'll do that just for the sake of kind of like making everything connect but yeah, that's definitely it's someone someone uh, people could check out her uh, YouTube name is just Jessica Vu and Vu as in like uh, V U. Okay, correction, I made I made a mistake. I meant to say that she's friends with the artistic director, not the founder of Finola. Let's <laughs> make sure we don't get the wrong information. <laughs> Although she does have very cool a hair care kit with Finola. Since one of her big things with her YouTube channel is dyeing her hair, like she always changes her hair color and looks amazing. Like she's done, like pink, orange, purple, and it genuinely always looked like not just like beautiful. Her hair doesn't look damaged. You know what I mean? Can't relate. <laughs> but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, she's always she's had. Uh, even even though, like I said, I don't dye my hair, she has, like, a lot of uh, very extensive videos on how to take care of your hair if you're going to, like, dye it all the time. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're going to do it, like, you know, make sure you do it correctly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another YouTuber that I watch is Tina Yu. 
Mm -hmm. She's an artist YouTuber. Like, she sculpts and she paints. I'm pretty sure, like, she sells sculptures that she makes. And she makes, like, process videos on her YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, She's really talented. Yeah. If you check out her, um, like, videos, her sculptures are really pretty and very, like, detailed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of intricate work. She definitely, like... I watched her for a while now. She definitely inspired me when I was younger to, like, do stuff. <laughs> in regards to, like... <laughs> That's specific. <laughs> in regards to art. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, her work is amazing. Yeah. Worked with a lot of just, like, tiny little details that... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't notice from afar. But then, like, it's one of those things where, like, the longer you look at it, the more you see or, like, the more things that you notice. And it's crazy. Because not even just uh, sculptors, the idea that visual artists can just make things out of nothing. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. She does a lot of um, pop art type like style things and then she also takes like inspiration from like asian culture in a lot of hers in a lot of her work sorry (laughs) yeah Yeah. actually going back to what i was saying about niches and whatever that were popping off one asian youtuber that really blew up uh during the pandemic actually I'm, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about two, but I'm gonna go with this first one. So you know how during the beginning of quarantine, a lot of people were going into like fitness videos, and because they were they were trying to like I guess like stay 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 in shape during quarantine, also mm-hmm. uh, like take up new uh, hobbies or just like challenge yeah. themselves. There were a, a number of Asian YouTubers that people were. Uh, really liking at the time like I remember I'm pretty I'm pretty sure most people will recognize the name like Chloe Ting Mm. a lot of people were doing they were specific I can't name them off the top of my head right now because honestly uh and I and I don't mean this in like uh, an insulting way to fitness youtubers a lot like a lot of their uh, video titles they do sound kind of similar like for example like insert number of days uh squat challenge or like do this a lot of people were doing like uh ab challenges like squat challenges from her and there was also a youtuber i wouldn't say she necessarily blew up during that time because she's always kind of been like pretty relevant in that realm uh shoot i knew how to say her name like her uh creator name (laughs) And then, for some reason, right now, I don't know how to say it. My brain is blanking. But anyway, her, her name is Cassie, so. <laughs> it's, her uh, creator name is basically the word blog, and then if you take Pilates and take out the P, that's her. She's also She also blew up. She was, uh, she featured on some like big youtube channel too like she worked with like the try guys and stuff dang but yeah i i don't know i think it's because these things aren't inherently asian either so it's just interesting to see these people doing so well and um mm. just like 
almost random places, you know? Yeah. Shout out to Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Actually, shout out to Eugene though, because yeah. the that video that he made about uh, anti Asian hate, I I watched. Oh uh, yeah. It's so well made. Like, uh, and like obviously, shout out to the entire team that worked on that. But oh my god. Yeah. That was, actually, that was amazing. Yeah. It's like a very comprehensive video on Asian American history, of course in the U.S. Mm. And it, it covered a lot of important topics and talking about also um, like Asian and Black solidarity. Mm. We'll, we'll, also, we'll also link that down below because yes. they're the fundraiser attached to that video. So the second uh, YouTuber that I was going to talk about, technically she blew up on TikTok, although she did have a YouTube channel before. Uh, her name her name is Miki Rai. She is a nurse. She's an RN. And during the beginning of quarantine, and you know up until now, she has been making TikToks educating people on COVID myth or talking about why you should why you should get the vaccine, ways to stay safe, and g- general just updates, especially during the peak of the panic yeah she would say like hey this isn't true or like hey um here's here's some news about what's been going on and a lot of people uh you know started started following her and keeping up with news through her which i i thought was really cool because you know of course frontline workers they're gonna know what's going on because you know they're on the front line but at the same time the fact that as someone in such a busy and just like labor and intensive job yeah for lack of a better term she took the time to also make all these videos educating people mm-hmm. so and cool. her youtube channel in general talks a lot about her journey to becoming a nurse which you know for, for people that want to get into that field it's super helpful mm-hmm. yeah shout out shout out to her and I mean, like, huge shout out because she did a lot for. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to say COVID deniers because they're gonna deny it anyway. Regardless. But she did she did help with the whole uh, stopping and the like, clarifying misinformation. Yeah. Man. Well, I think to end this little segment. I should tell a little funny story, mm-hmm. a little shout out. So, very, very early YouTube, yeah. there was this video that went viral. It was, like, probably one of, like, four videos on YouTube at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Chinese Backstreet Boys. And it is uh-huh. two people lip syncing to I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. And as the title says, it's just two Chinese guys <laughs> lip syncing. Yeah. And my dad showed it to me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I grew up watching this video, but also thinking that they were the Backstreet Boys. 
when you told me that <laughs> we were planning this episode, I genuinely died of laughter. <laughs> the fact that you saw these two random Chinese guys on YouTube and just decided that they were the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, like, I had not heard that song before I saw that video because I was so young. So I was like, oh, I guess these are the Backstreet Boys. Like, they are. <laughs> and I grew up thinking they were the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Technically, you didn't have a reason to think that they weren't. Yeah. Because I mean, even though it did say like Chinese Backstreet Boys, like you, you obviously wouldn't have known what that meant as a kid. Yeah. I just thought they were the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, it was the only place you heard that song anyway. Yeah. It's interesting because one of them, I looked them up, and they're actually still. Actually, I wouldn't say they're still in the industry because YouTube is a different place. Yeah. But he does acting in China <laughs> still. And then the 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 other one, I I think he just went back to his quote unquote like normal life. I ha- I tried looking him up and I couldn't find anything. But yeah, Sh- shout out to them for just the real OGs. Literally, like, one of, like, four videos on YouTube at the time. <laughs> yeah, they were living their best life. Yeah. They looked so happy in that video. Just so funny. <laughs> yeah, it brings you back to old 2000s, like, lip sync videos. Kind of like the one, uh, the Call Me Maybe one. Yeah. With all with all those, uh, like, you know, like, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, just, like, actually just there. Just, like, all, all of those, like, OG kind of, like, Disney Channel people. And obviously, Justin Bieber wasn't a Disney Channel actor. Yeah. yeah, also the videos in 240 FPS. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I see a video from that long ago and I see that it's just like 240p, it doesn't even bother me. It just, it just brings down like a sense of nostalgia. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, a lot of OG YouTubers were Asian, and I think that's why a lot of us really miss OG YouTube, because YouTube back then was just a place for people to be themselves and not so heavily on, like, you know, making money, make, making sure everything is PG, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, there were some pretty bad things that happened on YouTube just because of, like, what's the word? People were out of pocket on YouTube in terms of racism. I think Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm, important mm -hmm. to point out, like, especially with the whole, like, obviously a lot of videos of, like, Shane Dawson and blackface are resurfacing. And Mm -hmm. that was, we have to mention, that was very prominent back then, Mm -hmm. which was a very big problem. Still Mm -hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And even and it's easy to say that times were different, but at the same time, you do have to acknowledge like why times were different in a sense because there were a lot of things, whether or not they're being called out again now, that just weren't okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, there are a lot of issues that come with cancel culture. However, at the same time, there are people that deserve to be called out, not necessarily canceled, since, you know, like people have said, like canceling people, obviously, depending on what it is. 
just eliminates the room for conversation in a sense. Held account held accountable. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, there were a lot of YouTube videos and some YouTubers who might have even built their brand on stuff like that. Oh, Shane Dawson. <laughs> Yeah, another thing uh, that I want to add, like what we were saying about the whole, uh, a lot of Asian YouTubers being, oh wait, no, a lot of OG YouTubers being Asian, back then, when you're a kid, you don't really think about representation that much, mm-hmm. apart from, hey, that person looks like me. Yeah. Which I think is a very... I don't even know if I want to say wholesome. It's more just an innocent, also kind of inspirational thing. It's like, hey, that person kind of looks like me. Because a lot of media, whether or not it's YouTube, it could even be a movie. Sometimes when you see a kid, I mean, when a kid sees a character or an actor that looks like them and they've never seen someone like that, it 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 can do a lot for someone in terms of, allowing them to know what they can do. Like what we said in our Asian uh, in the media episode, it's like, it can even be a subconscious thing. You don't realize that you've never been represented in that sense. And you see it, you're like, oh, dang, someone looks like me did that. Mm. Like, a very, a very short shout-out. We're getting a lot of shout-outs in this yeah. episode. Shout-out to Shang-Chi. Like, the trailer just came I out know, right? recently. It looks sick. Yeah. It, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they uh, put it out on Simulu's uh, birthday. So, even though that's not necessarily YouTube, check check that out when it comes out. Yes. Also, like, going back to what you said, I think seeing these people on YouTube, like, as a platform when we were younger, definitely also, like, influenced us unconsciously. Like, us specifically. Like, Mm -hmm. look at what we're doing now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know if we'd be where we are today, in a sense, without these people. Yeah, like, we're both not the type of people to be, like, let's be influencers, you know, like, Mm -hmm. we genuinely just wanted to talk, not talk, but you know what I mean. (laughs) We just wanted to talk. Yeah, we just wanted to talk. Yeah, there's a ton of Asian podcasts that definitely came before us, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Asian Boss Girl podcast, everyone, everyone loves them. Mm -hmm. We have off- have off the pill. The Fung Bros had a podcast for a a brief moment. I don't think they're they're. I, I don't want to say they canceled it, but they they just stopped after a while. But yeah, it's we we really wouldn't be where we are today without these people. Yeah, no, we would not have the courage to do any of this. Mm-hmm. So thank you. If any of you are watching right now, <laughs> thank thank you for deciding to click on the create video thing on YouTube. Yeah. You not just impacted our lives, you impacted the lives of 
millions of Asians, whether or not they're Asian Americans, Asian Canadians, Asian Australian, or Asians from Asia. <laughs> so thank you. Yes. And thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> Be sure to leave a comment about your favorite YouTubers, OG YouTubers you so I'm gonna say listen to. I mean, technically, <laughs> hey, Asian musicians, you could yeah. also leave a comment about that. True. And you know, leave a comment about what it was like for you growing up with Asian YouTubers. Maybe like what we said, like how it impact your life. <laughs> leave, leave a comment if you know that Backstreet Boys video Rihanna was talking about. <laughs> comment down below if you thought they were the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> no one's gonna comment now. <laughs> it's just me. Do it. You should, you should leave a comment. <laughs> I will leave a comment. Just for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in honor of today's episode i will say this be sure to smash that subscribe button <laughs> turn the, like button. the bell right now if you haven't rung the bell what are you doing <laughs> what else do they say smash that like button leave a comment well you already said that um subscribe for free iphone 12 <laughs> yeah Subscribe. Destroy. It's three, two, one. You're a loser. Ready? Three, two, one. You're a loser. Sorry. That was aggressive. <laughs> I see people do that. Really? Yeah. Like people will count down in their video and be like, "Did you subscribe?" I'm waiting. Yeah, we're waiting. Well, okay. Anyways. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that, and if you did, we're sorry. Yes. If you guys like this episode and want to stay connected with us, check out the website in our description. It contains links to our streaming platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. Thank you so much. Bye!